Hey everybody, what's up? It's Tipping the Scales. I'm Shay Dawson. I'm Tania Rivers. Hey gang. Tania's back. I know I missed <laughs> you guys. I'm sorry I was on a little hiatus last week. Had a Bro, I situation. told him you was getting your coin. I told him T is busy. Um, <laughs> Get my coin. <laughs> getting your coin. <laughs> or dollar. I don't know. Coins, dollars. Lots of coins. Well, today it's Bitcoin. <laughs> Tomorrow it's dollars. No, dollars is over. It's the, the future is coins. I know, right? Internet coins. <laughs> I don't have time for that. I don't even want to embrace it right now. Just What's going on? Go to a little bank, put your money calm. in there. Um, I'm great. Relaxed. How are you feeling? I feel good. I feel good. Yeah. I'm in Vegas. Oh, what, what, what's um, in Vegas? So I've got the Pangos All-American Camp um, nice. that I'm going to. Uh, of course, always looking at talent, uh, looking at who's next up on Ooh. the draft boards. That's so always got to stay. It's so fun. And then after that, that's the part uh, of your job I think I love the most. Right? Is looking looking at talent and being able to get a quick peek before the NBA does. I love exactly. That. It's so mm-hmm. fire because then I feel mm-hmm. like I like I I, I I tell them what's up. I'm like, no, <laughs> know, actually. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm actually doing something for the first time that I've never done before what is work in football with football players. Ooh. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, so it's called OT7. OT7. Uh, It's a seven-on-seven league with Cam Newton, and uh, we're going to have some fun out there. It's going to be hot as hell, but uh, working with the top high school youth football players, and we got some really, really good quarterbacks, so I'm excited to see what that looks like. That is so legit. I don't know if you know this, but football is my favorite sport. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Basketball, Yeah. Okay, so, we gotta do, we gotta do, we gotta do football. We got, yeah, we have a lot on our bucket list. We but. do have a lot, but oh, so before we really dive into today's topic, I mean, there's a lot going on, right? Like, so the NBA, that's one. Um, what's up? What team do you have for the finals? You know, I could care less, but I can I'm tell you who always, I think is going to win. Yeah, you tell me that. Yeah, you tell me that. <sighs> Or you want me to go first? I can go first. You can go, you can go first. All right. So I'm always going to root against the Celtics. Um, I do not like the Celtics. Is it because the Philly thing with Boston or? It started back when my Lake, when I was a Laker fan from a kid. Kobe. Wow. That's different. And, yeah, I know. I know. So, <laughs> um, yeah, when I was obviously growing up, I grew up in San Diego. We don't have a, um, an NBA team. So the Lakers was always my team. Yeah. Um, and every time we played the Celtics in the playoffs, it was just it was just a battle. It was, a, it was just the best. And Celtic okay. fans used to come into L.A. talking so much crap. And, you know, we would just get into it. It was the best. So I'm always going to root against the Celtics, even though I love a lot of the Celtics players. So okay, it's kind of hard. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I've definitely heard many people say, that they're never going to root for the Celtics, but so I'm not. I'm first of all, I want to make it very clear. I'm not rooting for either team. I'm just not. Uh, but makes if perfect sense. Me, but, if you, <laughs> if you, but if you legit ask me what what team I thought was who's going to win, and I don't know. I think that Boston can pull it off for yeah, sure. And I, I agree. Um, if you watch, did you watch the game I did. last week? I did. And did you see like how the Celtics were down? Yes. And they came back. Yes, and I also at, know the Celtics really State? well because they kicked the Sixers' ass every time. Every time we was in the playoffs, how much right. did they kick our ass? Marcus Smart would play us with four fingers. Marcus Smart. Hit big shots. <laughs> and a blindfold and a hand behind his okay. back. Al Hortford <laughs> murdered us. He came to the Sixers and wasn't the same player we used to see in the playoffs, and he went back to the Celtics 
and he's freaking amazing once again. It's Can a, I just it's, say it's, this? It's is going to sound so sad. Sixers fans, please don't be mad at me. But why is it that every player that leaves the Sixers play better? Does better? When they're at another team, they have a better career. They play better. They're better utilized. I'm sorry, but sorry, not anything, sorry. Anything for the, for the employees as well. <laughs> and the, and all the coaches get head coaching jobs. Damn. Monty Williams, Ime Udoka. Yes. Lloyd it's like Pierce. you level up when you leave. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. All right. It's true. <laughs> but moving right along. Moving right along. <laughs> Sprinkle a little... A little, little, shade, hate, no shade. little hateful <laughs> dust in here to clear our path for what's next. <laughs> but listen, okay, so while we're laughing, today's topic is a little more serious because I have a friend mm-hmm. who is struggling right now. Mm. Um, she is um, Christian. Yep. Her husband um, is Jewish. Okay. And two very different faiths. Okay. And um, I think before it was fun. Um, where, you know, we go over to the house over the holidays, there's like a menorah, there's a Christmas tree, there's like all these different things uh-huh, uh-huh. that you can, they would try to marry the two of their worlds into one. So you kind of see a little bit of everything. I thought it was super do they cute. Have, do they have kids? They do. And okay. now the kids that's are the, getting older. Okay. That's where it's coming in. I see. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're I'm just trying foreshadowing, to decide, but. Right. Mm-hmm. And now the kids are trying to decide like, which faith do I want to, you know, do I really want to focus on now that mm-hmm. I'm becoming older? I got to make decisions for my own. Now it's time for me to have my own relationship. Yeah. You know, independent from my parents, trying to like just, you know, whether I'm going to the synagogue or I'm going to church, now yeah. I got to make my own decisions. And I feel like the two of them are just being Ooh. stretched because now. I feel like, and I can be wrong, you know, I don't want to speak for them, but what I'm seeing is that the two of them are putting pressure on the child to, here's why my faith is better. Here's, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't, or not better, maybe is the, is better for you, mm-hmm. you know, opposed to one over the other. So mm-hmm. I figure today it would be great to really dive in and I would love to hear your perspective as well. Is, I would too, because I've can, never actually had to think you know, about this. Right? <laughs> can relationships survive mm-hmm. when you have two different faiths? So that's really going to be our focus today. And um, it just had me thinking because you know how the two of us, I feel like we're the same like kindred sisters where people call us for advice all the time. Yeah. And I feel like I'm in a like in the middle because I'm friends with both of them very close to both of them and now it's like can you talk to can you talk to her can you talk to him and it's like oh my god yeah you you have to choose a side it just yeah but I think but even if we take a like take a step back like so do you think I guess my the first question is you have people of different faiths do you think you can have a successful relationship even though you have different faiths so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I think, mm-hmm. but then I also am gonna put a disclaimer out there that I could change my mind if that makes okay. sense. Okay, hundred because I don't yeah. know if I'm it's a speaking new topic from, for you too. Yeah, like I yeah. don't know if I'm speaking from a completely educated space. Yeah, um, and so that's why I'm saying that. So okay. when I think about the spectrums of religion, 
there are spectrums that are, some are loose, right? In terms of your organized religion and the traditions that you follow. And then there's their extreme. There is some gray area, but there are extremes as well, right? Oh, yeah. Extremes meaning, let's say, if your religion um, makes you, or not makes you, but um, you practice, you know, garbing up, meaning covering your whole body, you know, only your eyes, um, or you wear, um, you know, a headpiece um, covering your hair. Sure. Um, Some parts of Judaism covers their hair. Women cannot show their hair. They either wear a wig or they wear a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) You'll just have to go to YouTube for that one. Uh, Tania, par for the course, her electronics. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just... You're my, fine. It's just my, funny. My and this is a this is this is amazing. Um, you cannot make this stuff up. So I would say, depending on how extreme your religion is, meaning if I'm a practicing Christian, I go to church every day. I don't eat certain things. I don't mm-hmm. speak certain things. And then I marry another extreme. Let's say a Muslim. I'm Christian. He's Muslim. Yeah. He wants me to garb. I, that's not my religion. You know. They don't eat pork. I like to dabble in pork. It just depends. So yeah, I think you can have a successful marriage. I think it depends on the spectrum of your both, your practicing religion. Sure. And then if, in my opinion, religion shouldn't make you, should make you a better person. So if the religions are making you better people and you're better humans to each other, you can listen, you understand, you have communication. I think it can work. But I think if your extremes conflict, I don't think you can. Yeah, that's really good. I I think that's a good way of putting it. I can tell you growing up, I was in a very strict, so we were Hebrew um, Pentecostal. Okay. And it was like a very strict church. Like I couldn't wear earrings, no makeup. Women couldn't wear pants, had to wear a skirt, had to wear hair covering Mm -hmm. over my head. So it was very strict and there'll be no way back then that Mm -hmm. I could even consider being in a relationship because it was it was you know like I said it was very strict and you know there was a certain there were certain things I had to follow right? which is kind of crazy right <laughs> growing up because then you have Mikhail Young too so it's like oh I was I, I was an outcast Send but her that's what I'm saying but that's deserved. what I'm saying like strict religion like that <laughs> in my opinion I don't know how much it works when yeah, it comes it to was, like you can't do what the rest of the world's doing even though you're immersed in the world and going to yeah, school and seeing it, it was, and having outside listen, influence it's just crazy it so is anyway crazy. But yeah. you know, you're hundred percent right. And you know, anytime you have no like flexibility, I think things can be super yeah. tough anyway. Yeah. But I think if I answered a question like, can you be in a sexual successful relationship? And absolutely. I think what 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 makes humans so special is that we are all different in so many different ways. Yeah. I think would it be a challenge? Yes. But to say that you can't be you can't have a different phrase faith is to say you can't you have now you have to have the same you know ethnicity the same you know you know you you said people who oh happy pride month too shout out yeah, to yeah happy pride yeah happy pride uh, for for those who are in the LG, LBGTQ plus community um but when we start trying to put limitations on relationships i just think that people can be whoever they want it to, whoever they want to be with 
but you probably have to work a little bit harder yeah. because your faiths may be different. Yep. Now, if I dive into what's going on with my friends, I can say that where, you, where it starts to get a little dicey is when you're trying to choose. Yeah. Right? Like you're trying to say like, oh, no, you should be a Christian because this. Oh, no, you should be a Jewish faith because of this. So when you start to try to put limitations or trying to force someone to choose, yeah. I think that is where you get, you probably have some 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 real challenges, I would say. Yeah. yeah. And so for so then I think about it and I'm like, well, I think there's also another layer to religion too, is like, even though you practice a religion, mm-hmm. you still have to do the work necessary to be a human being in a world where things are maybe different than your beliefs, right? Like you still have mm-hmm. to do the world like if some someone hurts you. You still have to yeah. do the internal deep work to make sure that like you don't do things humanly, like the urge to be petty or the urge to hurt someone or choose violence. Like that's why religion sometimes is a good thing because it kind of gives you the the foundation and the groundwork to like handle and make those decisions. But then it's yeah. like if I don't, if I'm so rigid on my beliefs and everything, then I can't change with the world, right? And I can't listen to people and adapt with what they're doing. So if my kid comes to me and I'm Christian, um, which I don't even really know how I identify anymore because I do believe in God wholeheartedly, love God, I have a great relationship with the Lord. But in terms of organized religion, I've had some struggles. And I think I talked about this before on yeah, on the pod. Um, I think we share similar right? um, beliefs. In yeah, that, I, think we, I think we talked about this now that I'm saying it. Yeah. But um, I'm going to give my children the right to choose what What's they right want to do, yeah. right? Because I think they, they, you have to, like when it comes to your faith and your religion, it needs to be right? very personal. Because yeah. can't, I can't put my religion on someone else. I can't, mm-hmm. a religion, that's my personal journey. Yeah. Now, if it's all, if I'm if I've grown up and that's all I ever know, it's a little bit different, right? Um, but once I start to become a person and I'm mm. born and in 2022, and let's say you know the world is now 2050, like I can't. Yeah. I'm gonna change. I'm a, I'm a person. We evolve. So even if I'm religious, I need to make sure that that's something that resonates with me and my morals and my my code and who I am and who I identify as a person. Because I feel like a lot of times religion, organized religion doesn't allow people to evolve as humans. This is, And this is saying this respectfully because if I feel that I am a part of the LGBTQ plus community, but mm-hmm. my religion says that I can't, religion is not malleable, it seems like. Religion does not yeah. allow for things to go outside of that. It's like you have to be one mm-hmm. way. So Ooh. then that scares me. You know well, what I'm I love, uh, listen, I love where you're at right now because okay. this is the perfect transition. And this is what I've been telling my friends is that okay. if you lead with love, I think that's what's going to hold you together. Because mm-hmm. now that they're just so conflicted, but I think that's what you're saying is like, if you can't, if if you are now, whatever it is that your faith is or whatever religion it is, if you're not leading with love and now you're putting restrictions on what you can't and like basically you can't be in this religion because of X, then that's not love. Because I think how I look at love is that it's very much accepting of everyone. Yeah. And 
when you start to religions look at aren't, that. Right? Yes. So, I think that's so why I had how, issues with with me growing up so strict because I was saying you can't do this, you can't do that. Where me too. I, I literally stopped saying that I was a Christian and saying I'm just a believer because I believe in God. I have my own relationship. My relationship mm. is very personal, but I'm not going to go by what, because basically the church was dictating all the things that I couldn't do, like can't wear earrings, can't wear makeup, can't wear pants. You know, like yeah. that to me is religion. And organized we, religion, yeah. Yes, which is very yeah. much different than my faith. Yeah. And what I believe in and my relationship and my walk with God. So yeah. that's why I am the way that I feel now about, you know, certain churches because I think that it's too too much focused on just traditional religion opposed to your personal relationship. And I think the highlight that I would put on or the emphasis that I would put on that word is relationship. Yeah. That's what it's about. Because I've always been taught, and I know this to be a fact, that God loves me regardless. That's right. God loves me regardless if I wear earrings or if I wear uh, makeup. Her pants. You can't tell me because I'm wearing earrings and makeup that God does not love me, right? Yeah. And I've also been taught, and I also know this to be true, that God is love. That's right. So if God is love, I will always be fine because mm-hmm. I will always exude that because I think God is He's the highest. That's so right. if that's the case... And I exude love in my religion or my faith makes me better. I can't argue with that. If your if your organized religion truly makes you better and truly helps you be unconditionally, have unconditional love for other people, I have no problems with that. There's no dispute there. Yeah. But when you start, because the thing is, people have misused religion for, for an the agenda. beginning of time. For an agenda. Stoning right? I think people. Sometimes. Yeah. Killing people. Bombing people, mm-hmm. to, and they say that God said, or they, you know what I'm saying, or the whatever book, whatever religious book said that, and they followed it to a T. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, when the book was written, whichever book I'm talking about, it was written in a time before this world has evolved into what it is today. So mm-hmm. if you carry that into a relationship with a person, and you say, hey, we're supposed to follow these rules together, there's no way you're going to be able to function in today's world. So you have to take those words and you have to say, how can we apply it to who we are today, where we are today, and make sure that we're living in a way that's still loving, that still honors that faith, that still honors whoever that person believes in. But if your religion starts to divide, then I don't think that that's love. Yeah. I don't think that's God, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely entitled to your opinion. And, you know, I agree with you a hundred percent. Because I think, and and that's where I had the struggle with me just, and I, I think as I got older and I just really started working on my personal relationship with God, that's when I realized that it's not about what someone says I should do or the way that the church is following. It's really based on what I believe in and my personal relationship with God. And I think that is where, that's what has helped me over this period of time because I do have family members who, you know, are, I call them super Christians. (laughs) I I as well. Because they don't see any other way. There's no flexibility. Like, oh, you cannot listen to anything unless it's gospel music. You cannot do this. That's okay for them. Yeah, exactly. So you cannot. You can. (laughs) But don't judge. That's the other thing too. Don't don't judge. Don't judge. Yeah. Because if God is love, but your love is conditional. Why are you judging me? If God is love, and you know that, mm-hmm. 
but your love for me is conditional. I gotta, I have to be a straight woman. I have to be, I, my pronouns have to be her. Like, you, you can't love me if my pronouns are him and he. Or, or they. they and there. You know what I mean? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Exactly. So, so, so your religion teaches you to hate me if I'm different than you? Yeah, that's not okay. Right. And that's where, listen, I have um, someone in my family who had came out. Like and and uh, <laughs> when he came out, uh, shout out to my cousin. I love you, Ty. Love but you, Ty. When he came out, um, there was just this, you know, you could tell there's disruption in the family. And uh, there were some people, a lot of people, who spoke very negatively about him. And it was extremely hurtful to see him because mm. there are a lot of people who, the way that their families react and respond when they do come out, there's some people who, you know, take their own lives. And, you know, losing a brother through um, suicide mm. is very, it's hard to even comprehend how someone could have so much hate towards an individual because of their own choices mm. that you would not even care that this person has chosen not to be in this world because of the hate that you have. So when I start seeing something like that, then it's really hard for me to comprehend and to understand that that's acceptable behavior for someone who calls themselves a Christian. I'm just calling it out. I got to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Because if you would rather see someone not live because of the choices that they decide what makes them happy, and you would rather see them not live because you are not accepting, then that's like, wait a minute. You know, or that, you, I start checking you as a human, yeah. not just as someone who you're looking at that faith, but how how are you how are you not able to love someone because of their choice. Like, I'm checking you. Like, you're not a you good human agree. being. <laughs> you cannot agree, right? Like, we don't have yeah. to agree. But for you to not love me, that means your love is un- your love is conditional, right? Yeah. But do you... I always say this too. People don't... Sh- you're, why would someone choose to be exiled from their family? Why would... Some, this is not a choice. This is something... This is something that is compelled. This is something that is inside. This is something that this person needs to express and can't live without. Which is why a lot of people lie and say, oh, you know, I'm straight or, you know, I'm this, I'm that. And it's like no one would choose, to, yeah. right? No one wants to be an outsider. No one wants to upset their family. Yeah. No one want, but then I also think about sometimes parents, and I know you're a parent. Uh, <laughs> I guess I am too. Um, yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I, I, I just always struggle with saying that in my parent because I don't want to take anything away from, you know. You know, you're a anyway, bonus parent. Remember. I am a bonus parent. Um, and it's like I also want to say, like, we cannot, we cannot, like, even though our children are a reflection of us, we can't like live through them. We can't put that on them, right? Like, just because we want to say my child does X and my child, and we wear it like a badge of honor, mm-hmm. like, it's okay to say, you know what? Actually, my child is struggling. I'm actually. Like, it's okay to say things like that. Like, no one wants the bad report. No one wants to give a bad report. No one wants to give the actual truth. They only want to give the truth when it makes them look good. Mm. When they can wear that thing that their child is doing as a badge of honor. And to me, I've always seen that that it's just been, you know, really hard to, like, tell. Because, one, I, I didn't birth a child either. So I understand that love and that conviction. And when you look at that child... You had that adoration, right? Like I look at my niece and I want to cry because I'm so happy. Aww. But if my niece came to me and said, you know, 
Ti, I want to. I, I don't identify as a girl. I would have to just understand and try to. I, no matter what, that body, that's mine. That's my blood. I love you for whoever I you love are. you. That's right. So let me help you understand. Let me do this. And I know this. Everyone doesn't not, is not going to agree with that, but but that's okay. That's, that's why their we're, life. You know. Yeah. Exactly. We have a so. right to be t- entitled to our own opinions. Yeah. Um, but so to go back to just giving some advice to maybe some folks who are experiencing what my friends are experiencing because they have different faiths. And now it's like, okay, children are getting older. Like, what are some things? So I had already told them, like, whatever you do, like, guys, don't forget, like, you're arguing, you're bickering. And at the end of the day, you guys are two people who love each other. You've been with each other for a very long time. And that doesn't change now because you your child is ready to make a decision. But mm-hmm. I also told them, too, it's like, don't pressure, like, Stop trying to get into this debate that why my religion is better than yours. Yeah, that causes rebellion, which we right? both know that. I think you can just share like your history on why it's important to you, why it's important to your family, why you decided to be with whatever faith that you're in. But I think when you start saying you need to be this way because of this, then that changes the narrative. That And that is where you're having... Um, I would say conflict in the relationship yeah. because you're trying to sell whatever your religion or your faith is. Like, let now that your child's becoming older, let your child decide. You can yeah. share history, share facts, but ultimately it's, it's up to the person to choose their own faith. So don't try to uh, be that person that's selling yours because you think it's better. Yeah. And also, what are you communicating to your partner who you chose to marry? What are you saying about their religion? Because you chose to marry that person because they're beautiful, because they had things that you liked and aligned with. And so you chose unconditional love, meaning even though you're one religion and I'm one religion, we love each other. And so you have to still show that same grace and that same love for your children because because of your union, you're giving them options. You already are saying you can choose what you want to do in the world by you by both of you being married. So take that lens and say, you chose each other, meaning you accepted each other's religion. Now let your children be the benefactor of that relationship in which you chose to live in that du- that dual world of those religions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And also Absolutely. let that child maybe explore both, maybe experience both, open the arms for that child to experience one side of the religion and the other side. Show, yeah, show the child. Right, and say how this can benefit your world and your life. And then I would also say that everyone's going to evolve. So even though that child, let's say, chooses Judaism, maybe that won't serve them later on. But don't close those doors. You know, I think it's just approach it from an educational standpoint and let that child be um, a wealth of knowledge because... If it's a positive experience, then they can go teach other people. But if it's a negative experience, then they could probably wear that or might cause them to rebel just like myself, yourself, um, to try and find who we really want to be and what we really want to do. And we can make mistakes that way when people force us to do things. Yeah. Because that means that you're not opening, you're not you're not creating a safe space for any of us to come talk. No. So that's kind of what I would say. I love that. And I would also say, like, don't forget one of the fundamental things you have to do in any relationship. Simply just listen to each other. Mm. Like, because that is is changing. And yeah. I, I see that now both of them just want to talk and 
want to be right and why and, and want to give all the facts that they think are important to them. But don't forget that magical thing of just listening to each other and 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 not forgetting to just allow even your child to listen to the two of you yeah. and hear both of you out and just and not feel like you need to be it's not a competition, although I know I can be competitive at times, but <laughs> You not every. She hesitated to say that. I know. I just. I had to squeeze it out. A lot of competition. I had to squeeze it out because of the truth. <laughs> because when you start competing all the time, I think it just makes it kind of muddies the water a little bit. Because now, yeah, you know, with any competition, you know, there's a winner and a loser, and it's not about having a winner and a loser. It's just about sharing information. Yeah. And when you start trying to make one person the winner and the loser, I think that's where. Again, that's where the conflict will continue to come from, for sure. Yeah, and I think just give each other grace. Like, yeah, give each other some time, share, maybe do it as a family. Sit down, explain, you know, why read. mom chose. Yeah, read together. Right, read together why mom chose this. And, and then show each other, supporting each other. Because how can you truly be married if you don't support the other's religion, but you married each other? Yeah. So you have to show grace to each other. And maybe in that beautiful union you can rediscover like what it means to be married and maybe then teach other people like how to do it so yeah i was not easy though too right no it's It's not not easy easy. but you're always leading by example don't forget people are watching your child is watching so they're they're watching how you respond and if you're responding in anger you're responding with negativity you're you you always want to be right then that can maybe push the child away to the other side just because you're being so negative, you're not showing love. So I think yeah. you just have to be patient, be kind, you know, just 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 talk it out and and don't um don't 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 try to be the winner. <laughs> yeah, don't try to be the winner. And also like all the principles are transferable. So even though religion's on the table, mm-hmm. you know, what's the next topic? If you're teaching this competitiveness, if you're teaching one is right over the other, even though religion is subjective to you, meaning like it's important to you, it's intrinsic value to you, mm-hmm. then what are you teaching for the rest of the topics that you all don't agree with, right? And it's so be I more, think, right? Religion yeah, and I think there's one, more topics, exactly. So insert yeah. topic. And so gotta yeah, think absolutely. about it that way too. Great. What a look, it wasn't as heavy as we thought it would be, Shay. No. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know what I'm gonna say on this topic, but I'm actually but it just glad always I, flows. And I, and I can't we, wait to go research later and and, and just come find back out and just, more. Yeah, yeah. And I listen, if you guys want to share your experiences, we always are more uh, happy to kind of read those and kind of talk about it as one community. So please, whatever, if you want to hit us on Instagram or whatever it is you want to reach out to us, don't be afraid to kind of tell us what's working for you that may be helpful for someone else. Yeah, or if you disagree, we also love that too. So we're <laughs> you know this how is I get a transparent me up like uh, no to uh, no T uh, no shed and like what you said. Okay, well let's talk about it. You know, I'm, you don't I'm need happy sex to... in a marriage. What are you talking about, little girl? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how that goes. No shed. Remember she said that. Hmm. I remember. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you guys um, just for continuing to support us. Like this is a journey. And we want to be here for the long run. So we just want to thank you for continuing to follow Tipping the Scales wherever we get your podcasts. Zeus. Peace out.